communist chaos and criminal opportunism is fueling the riots in South Africa. The very first duty of government is to protect life and property and to ensure respect for law and order. Respect for life and property and the rule of law is absolutely essential for any society. Lawlessness is a recipe for the destruction of any economy. Brazen looting and malicious destruction of property has devastated the South African economy. These riots since the 9th of July, which are still continuing in some areas of KwaZulu-Natal, are being described as the worst and the most destructive in the history of South Africa. The Ethiquini municipality in KwaZulu-Natal calculates that the damage to infrastructure property and equipment in their municipality alone exceeds 15 billion rand, over a billion dollars. They also noted that 129,000 jobs have been lost in their community and their municipality alone. 40,000 businesses have been impacted, most of which may never recover. The South African Pharmacy Council reports that 90 pharmacies have been destroyed and looted beyond recovery and has led to the closing of all clicks and discount pharmacies in KwaZulu-Natal. Entire fridges full of insulin and other medicines were looted from these pharmacies as well. Not only have all the shelves in these pharmacies been looted, but even the pharmacy computers with entire patient record databases have been lost as a result. Now, tens of thousands of patients, possibly hundreds of thousands of patients, will need to make appointments with their doctors to have new prescriptions issued for their chronic medication requirements. The Independent Communications Authority reports 113 cell phone towers vandalized. The South African Cane Growers Association reports over 353,000 tons of sugarcane lost to arson. This amounts to more than 211 million rand in lost revenue. The destruction in the midst of harvesting season has caused irrecoverable losses to cane growers and workers. Expect all prices of all sorts of things to rise in next days, weeks and months. The chief executive of the South African Property Owners Association calculates that shopping malls and retail outlets in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng have suffered in excess of 10 billion rands worth of damage in the last week. Business Unity South Africa... BUSA, have stated that the economic damage caused by the anarchic actions will be long-lasting and will be felt across the board. The result in the loss of jobs because of businesses not having the confidence to continue operating will exacerbate an already high unemployment rate, they said. These events are being reported on globally, resulting in significant loss of confidence in our country as an investment destination, at a time when we are competing with more positive destinations in different parts of the world. So that's a quote from BUSA. Business Unity South Africa also calculates that SASRA, the state-owned insurance company, does not have the resources to compensate business owners for the over 12 billion rand in claims. This will need to massive shutdowns and obviously increased unemployment. Economist Mike Schulze has noted that the financial losses for South Africa will be far more than the billions of rands of destroyed property and looted products. The looting of over 200 shopping malls and tens of thousands of businesses and the blocking of national highways will have a severe impact on distribution and will severely affect business 
and consumer confidence in South Africa, leading to further devaluation of the rand currency and massive long-term harm to the country's economy as a whole, including escalating emigration, job creators, employers leaving, foreign investors not investing or disinvesting in the country. Doctors Without Borders, or Medicine Sans Frontiers, has reported that the prevention of the provision of essential health care delivery by blocking patients, blocking medical staff and critical supplies from reaching medical facilities will cost even more lives. Police Minister Becky Saley claimed that South African law enforcement agencies' intelligence gathering averted the burning of a hospital full of patients in Durban. The Minister of Defence, Mapisa Nakakula, stated that these riots have been a learning curve and that the Ministry of Defence was caught with their pants down. The Minister of Defence claimed that it never occurred to us that we should move into areas such as shopping malls. When the deployment of soldiers started, it focused on national key points, oil refineries and airports. She said that the government had not expected people to attack malls, and hence there were no soldiers deployed to the shopping centres at the critical stage. The Minister of Defence also stated that it was primarily the responsibility of private security companies to protect businesses and shopping malls. She described the private security companies as well-armed and well-organised and in the main responsible for security and securing private properties and businesses. Now, this is a very significant statement as the ANC government is at this time trying to pass a Firearm Control Act to disarm private citizens, making self-defence not a valid reason for wanting to own a firearm. The Southern Police Service, however, publicly expressed their appreciation for the role played by private security companies in protecting lives and property. Well, if the act had gone through as had been planned, then they wouldn't have had the weapons to be able to protect those properties. All South African National Defence Force reservists have been called up to deal with this widespread economic sabotage and domestic terrorism. By Thursday evening, the 15th of July, the official death toll had risen to 117. At Indofawa Mall in Midland, Soweto, 10 people died in a stampede of looting. Police in KwaZulu were investigating 91 cases, including 14 of murder. In Kateng, police were investigating 19 murders and 26 inquests. And the police state that most of the inquest dockets were related to people trampled to death in stampedes during looting of shops and malls, while other deaths and injuries were related to ATM bank machines, explosions and shootings. The Democratic Alliance in KwaZulu-Natal has complained to the provincial SAPS commissioner concerning reports that suspected looters arrested in the province had been released without charge due to a shortage of food at the Pinetown police station. Community radio stations have also been attacked and vandalized. Sipu Matau, operations manager for MAMS FM, which operates in Mamalodi, just outside Pretoria, reported that all their offices had been vandalized, including the broadcasting studios, the computers, the microphones, the laptops stolen. The transmitter was also damaged and broken to the ground. Mike Brown, the CEO of Nedbank, reported damage to 50 branches of Nedbank and 300 of the ATMs, automatic telemachines, ransacked. Half of all Nedbank branches in the country have been closed. Mr. Brown pointed out that the damage to investor confidence caused by such criminal destruction of property will be catastrophic. I quote, 
the damage is much more on our ability to attract investment over the longer term, either externally or internally. If people do not have the security of the rule of law as a foundation, they simply will not take the risk, and rightly so. The riots have come at a time when the country can least afford it. The Minister of State Security, Ayanda Doldoro, reported that her department was looking into the xenophobic attacks on foreigners whose businesses seem to be a particular focus of rioters and looters. Anne Michaels from the Africa Diaspora Forum, ADF, said that migrants were a particular focus of the rioters in Hilbra and Melbourne. She reported that all she could do was to advise them to protect themselves since the police were evidently unable to or unwilling to. The ADF spokesman Amr Sheikh described that what they're facing is domestic terrorism. I do not believe that this is sporadic or spontaneous because it is well executed and well funded. Independent data surveillance expert Murray Hunter has reported on the involvement of senior ex-state security agents allied to the former President Jacob Zuma, who has just recently been required to report for 15-month prison service for refusing to turn up for court appearances investigating corruption, state uh, capture, and after repeated warnings, uh, he was convicted of contempt of court. So, according to the state security minister, Ayanda Dolodo, they confirmed to journalists that the agency is investigating information about alleged involvement of senior ex-agents allied to the former President Jacob Zuma. Police Minister Beke Sele reported that several names of former intelligence operatives had come up as instigators, masterminds, and those who've orchestrated the riots and looting. The police claimed they were working to arrest those responsible for planning the widespread, what they called, protest actions. How one can call violence and sabotage protests uh, also questions the narrative. Reportedly, the riots have so far claimed over 100 lives and over 2,000 people have been arrested, although tens of thousands have taken part in the looting sprees, of course. Numerous investigators are claiming that there's evidence that the violence was part of a carefully orchestrated plan being executed by senior security operatives tied to former President Jacob Zuma. The Defend Our Democracy campaign claims that the beneficiaries of state capture corruption played the ultimate card by orchestrating the rights as a smokescreen to enable him to keep the ill-gotten billions stolen from taxpayers. Electricity and water infrastructure have come under attack. Communications infrastructure has been damaged. Lifelines for distribution of goods and services such as the N3 and the N2 highways have been blocked. And NGOs caring for the poor have been devastated. Food Forward SA has reported that their main warehouse in KwaZulu-Natal has been looted and vandalized on Wednesday, forcing it to shut down operations. Food Forward SA supplies more than 4 million meals each month to the poor through over 1,200 NGOs. The ransacking and the vandalizing of its main warehouse in KwaZulu-Natal have left them with no stock and forced its closure. Managing Director Andy Duplessis reported that as it was the poorest of the poor who relied on meals from the NGOs that they supply, it is the poorest of the poor who will suffer. Many rely on meals from us. They have no other resource. Food Forward SA has had to suspend their operations in Johannesburg out of concern for the safety of their staff members. Deputy Minister of State Security Zizi Kodwa says 
that the riots and looting have been a clearly orchestrated plan of economic sabotage. Zizi Kodra says, we have been following up in terms of domestic stability and the intelligence has been on a roll and this plot was big. Part of targeting of malls is part of agitating for what is called a popular revolt so that the people at the end of the day abuse and exploit the socioeconomic conditions which they do not understand the bigger plan that they are actually looting that which is essential for their own welfare. In the face of such widespread failure of government and the failure of the criminal justice system, Numerous communities have organized to protect their lives and their livelihoods and neighborhood watchers and private security companies and residents have, uh, in many cases, blockaded and protected their communities and have arrested even police whose vehicles were loaded with stolen, looted items and they found uh, all kinds of people involved, including high-up officials with luxury vehicles stuffed full of quality goods that had been looted from stores. Others have been mobilizing volunteers to clean up the mess and to help to rebuild their devastated communities. South Africans have had to be resilient and resourceful to operate under the bewildering array of BBBEE affirmative action race quota regulations with regular scheduled power failures, which are called load shedding, interruptions of plumbing services, erratic, often irrational, contradictory lockdown lunacy regulations, stifling and strangling businesses and industries. With South Africa becoming more of a failed state, secession movements such as Cape Exit are growing in popularity and support. Respect for life and property, respect for the rule of law is absolutely essential for any society, for any economy. Lawlessness is a recipe for the destruction of any economy. The very first duty of any government is to protect life and property and to ensure respect for law and order. And in this, the ANC government of South Africa has plainly failed. The recent devastating riots and looting spree highlights the consequences of decades of social, secular, humanist, situation ethics, indoctrination state schools, the results of an officially promoted sense of entitlement and a highly irresponsible news media which has persistently described violent riots as protests along with glamorizing rioters and glamorizing terrorists who have targeted civilians with bombs and, and stoned motorists with rocks on the motorways and dropped concrete slabs on cars passing underneath bridges and highways, it shows the inevitable consequence of the Marxist critical race theory propaganda, which has incited a victim mentality that justifies blatant theft, brazen looting and malicious damage to property. Chaos ensues when the church has become non-essential. It is long overdue for churches to recognize that no politician has the right to describe their ministry as non-essential. The lockdown lunacy which deemed abortion clinics and casinos as essential, but church services as non-essential cannot be accepted. The chaos and destruction hitting so much of South Africa today is not only a result of state policy and the failure of the criminal justice system to punish lawbreakers, it is also an indictment on those thousands of churches that have passively accepted what corrupt politicians have told them, that they are non-essential. Well, true churches are essential. Any church which believes that fulfilling the great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ is non-essential has probably become non-essential. It is absolutely essential that churches wake up, open up, stand up, step out in faith and speak up, fighting the good fight of faith. We need to Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
The Great Commission must be our supreme ambition. We need to be salt and light in a dark and corrupt society. We need to love our neighbor and to do to others what we would want to be done unto ourselves. Never has the message of our Lord Jesus Christ been more important and more urgent than right now. We need to have our minds renewed so that we can be conformed not to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. Let us build dynamic congregations, home Bible study fellowships, Christian action groups that can make a positive difference in every community. We're either part of the solution or we're part of the problem. The word of God comes to us this day. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will make a stand for me against the workers of iniquity? Visit www.com christianaction.org.za for more details on what you can do to work to rebuild your society and what you can do to start a Christian Action Troop. Visit christianaction.org.za or email us at info at christianaction.org.za.